we're gonna kill Cooper and Indra will stop the worms and stop the war. It'll be great. And Indra's like, um, this is awfully idealistic for the show. Are you guys feeling okay? Welcome to Our The 100 Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 28-year-old writer and TV critic from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And the food that I would miss the most after eating so much algae would be ice cream. Mm. You know? Yeah, you can have, like, ice cream in space, but, like, when did they have time to go to the NASA store? The NASA store? (laughs) She's right. <laughs> My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 23-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the 100 script on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. The food that I would miss the most after eating so much algae would be my mom's casseroles. And today we have words to say about episode 508 of the 100, How We Get to Peace. I like this title a lot. Tell me why. I just, I, I love the... The dichotomy they had there between having Clark say, this is how we get to peace and having Diosa say, this is how we get to peace. And it kind of wound up being the same philosophy, just with two sort of different approaches. I found that there were so many times in this episode where they said, this is how we blank. And I was like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) what are we doing this time? This is how we make a pizza. Here, actually, I want to, one sec, I'm going on the transcript. I'm going to control F. This is how we, and we'll see what this happens. This is how we do it. Someone had to do it. I just, I took that bullet for us. This is how we get to peace. This is how we stop the war. This is how we get to peace. This is how we save Raven. That's a lot. Wow, they really did do it yeah. a lot. <laughs> Tutor boot. Um, I'm going to give it a two. Yeah. Um, despite my feelings about the Raven and Abby storyline, which we will get mm-hmm. to, it was a good episode, yeah. you know? And some people were like, oh, 507 or uh, 505 and 506 were not strong episodes. And I'm like, "Mm, and then they were like, but this one really picked it back up. And I'm like, really? Because I think you just continued the momentum that the show has had the whole season. Yeah. Two from me, too. Okay, good. There's one thing that I wanted to point out because I was rewatching 507 Mm -hmm. yesterday before Mm -hmm. I did my 508 notes. And Mm -hmm. I noticed something that I was like, shoot, I didn't bring it up in the 507 podcast because I didn't notice until now. So, so I wanted to bring it up now. Um, when Kane is telling Abby to choose between him or the pills after she like hesitates, he says, choose, which is so reminiscent of 502. And I I didn't notice that until yesterday. And like, at first I thought, Ooh, the writers are like putting that in. But now I'm thinking like, what if Kane is like, like clearly that, that word means a lot to both of them because they were in the bunker for, like, six years, right? So, like, what if him saying that was, like, his way of, like, um, really driving it home that, like, this is a really, really important, like, this is a really, really important choice, just like the other one. Yeah, it's like, very and much it should be a death. no-brainer. Yeah. And the fact that it's not, like, Kane is sort of, like, a gray area thinker, but in this one, it's so black and white. And I think time in the bunker has also really affected, like, how all of them... Mm -hmm. think so to him it is totally a black or white decision Mm -hmm. and it's not i love that thought i love it i love when you have thoughts this is that's my baby (laughs) i'm really proud um should we get started talking yeah what are we gonna talk about we're gonna talk about memori i would love to talk about memori great (laughs) okay so murphy calls on the radio and 
uh, Dioza doesn't answer, so they think that Amori didn't fix it properly, but she did, because Dioza answers, and they want to do a trade between McCreary and Raven. And I love <laughs> how she's like, okay, you know what? You get on there, and you do some haggling. I love that, like, he was like, oh, you weren't as good an, appre- an apprentice to Raven, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. then the radio worked, and it was like, you know what, Murphy? I've had enough out of this attitude of not believing in her. Yeah, they didn't have enough time for her to be like, suck it, Murphy. But you know she thought it. Yep. So they want to do the trade. And I love this part where he's like, I'll kill McCreary if you don't. Diaz <laughs> and Diaz is like, is like okay. okay, well, you know him. So like, is he actually going to kill? <laughs> I love this moment. Kane's like, uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably he will. And Diaz is like, sweet, that solves so many of my problems. Like, when I watched it with mom, she was like, you know him, will he follow through? And me and mom were just like, yup. Yup. <laughs> he sure will. But then again, Kane knows six years ago, Murphy, right? So. But I mean, I mean, lucky, luckily for Kane, six years ago, Murphy is still kind of now Murphy. Exactly. Yeah. So they're, they're kind of conspiring, thinking that all of the people who were loyal to Murphy or to McCreary, like the guy closer to the beginning of the season, who was just like, you should fight back because sexism, right? You remember this dude? Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Who, like messed him. up everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So she's like, all of those people are going to be my people. So hmm, maybe we should not <laughs> do that. And the annoying father of my child will never figure out that he is a parent. And here's the thing is it's like, we have... We, we would have, like, no basis to believe that he was the father unless they specifically said, at least, I don't know if they specifically said, but they definitely heavily implied that those two bones. No, they definitely did. So, I mean. He's, he is the father of her child, for why sure. Why write that in if he's not the father, right? Yeah. Whoa. She you says, are the father, McCreary. She says, I don't negotiate with terrorists, which she said before, but I don't remember when. Do you recall? Um... Yes, because didn't Raven say that was hypocritical? Yes, and then Murphy said it was hypocritical too, but I don't remember in what context she said it. I love that. I love that, once again, you, you that gives you such a great look into who Dioza thinks she is, mm-hmm. which is she doesn't think she's a terrorist. She still thinks she's a freedom fighter. Right. You know, she still thinks she's a rebel mm-hmm. and not someone who killed innocent people. Terrorists kill innocent people, but she just had acceptable losses. Exactly. Problem solved. And then I wrote, kick. Oh, Murphy kill Murphy kicks McCreary because he's well, like, yeah, not very mature sure. of you, Smurfo. Yeah, but I mean, considering it's McCreary, like I can't. Yeah, whatever. I can't fault him for it. So uh, Murphy is looking through Clark's drawings and sees that she drew Murphy and Amori like at the ship at the end of season four, and like snaps. I love that. I kind of wonder if that's how Clark worked through a lot of her guilt. Mm-hmm. Was sort of drawing and making visual representations of the things that she regretted the most. And maybe that was one of them. I love how Maddie looked at that photo and was like, ah, he's supposed to be funny. (laughs) I wonder if Clark kind of made up a story about that, that kind of softened the blow of what happened there. Right. Well, that's, that's another thing is it's just like, we've pointed out before that Clark has done a lot of betrayal Mm -hmm. to a lot of her friends. So she was just like, Maddie, like, here's my, uh, like, these are, this is a list of all of my friends. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they even like me. I don't know why they, why they even should like me because I've done bad things to all of them, but eh. Well, I mean, she saved all their lives. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I love that Murphy got to see it. Because, like, you know, there was that Kane drawing that Kane never got to see or whatever. Or, like, oh. I assume he did. And then, like, I just love the concept of people seeing how much, like, Clark needed them and remembered them. 
over those six years. Yeah, because those drawings really represent like what she thought of them. So like that drawing of them in pain was Clark remembering what she did to them. That drawing of Cain, he's smiling a little bit. So she kind of remembers Cain as someone who had a vision. Mm -hmm. Or that drawing of Abby with her ring. So she remembers that was her mother who was married to her father sort of thing. Yeah. And she remembered Octavia as this warrior. Like, I love these insights into Clark's memories. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so McCreary is awake and Murphy's like, oops, Imari, hello, things are happening. And he's saying that he has a chronic lung disease. So yikes. And he was saying that the bomb was really clever and maybe he could use somebody like Murphy on his crew. And I really love the use of the word crew, mm -hmm. considering that we know what crew means in, in this context. Yeah. And Murphy's saying, well, they don't even miss you because Dioza said no, that she doesn't want you back. And may God have mercy on your soul. So not only, like, you know, in that moment, Murphy or uh, McCreary de declared war. Oh, fully. Yeah. And like, what does that say about Dioza? Do you think she's like, before when she said it's time to pray or whatever. Everyone thought it was like a really religious thing, but we didn't think it was. But now we see like more religion coming from her. What are your thoughts? Um, I don't, I still think time to pray was just because they were going to the church. I think like, so too. But I, I like that she has, because her religion is not like, you know, the religion we've come to get used to on the show. Mm -hmm. It's very much like North American, you know, Catholicism. Yeah. Like very classic ideas of what we think of as, you know, our religion within... Especially where Dioza came from, which is, you know, the Americas. Mm -hmm. Whereas grounded religion is kind of like an amalgamation of basically everything. Yes. I think it's fascinating that she still has sort of like those little ironies in terms of like faith. What do you think? I mean, I don't really have any thoughts. I just think that like, it's interesting that we're seeing a theme of religion from her. And I think we should keep that in mind going forward. Yeah. Then Murphy said, or like McCree's like, I can help you get Raven back. And Murphy's like, okay, like, let's do it. I love this because earlier seasons, Murphy would be like, I don't need your help. I can do it earlier by myself. Murphy would have friggin' bounced. Oh, fully. Yeah. And like, I yeah. love that, like, it's very subtle, but just seeing Murphy be like, hey, you are my enemy, but now I can, I can see an advantage to you. So maybe we can work together as mm -hmm. equals. Because, like, before it would be, like, I see an advantage to you. I'm fully using you. But now they're, like, kind of equals. It's kind of like in season one, torturing Lincoln versus actually listening to Lincoln talk. Mm -hmm. um, even though McCreary and Lincoln have nothing in right. common. It's basically, like, people learning that even if you're enemies, you have advantages that you don't have to brutalize to right. get out. So in the next scene... McCreary is like pretending Murphy is his hostage and stuff and Amori comes in and like saves him because she thinks that she's saving him like I feel like if I was Amori I'd be like how did this happen he was tied up right how did this happen <laughs> what like how incompetent have you become if I was Amori I would just be like of course yeah, really okay <laughs> she's like this is why Bellamy was making us train yeah. on the ring this is this is this is on you you see your pro your your stubbornness has real world consequences people suffer because of you John so he's like okay well just explain the arrangement to her I'll be over here like uh, I don't know cleaning my the gun or whatever I don't know what he was doing and not eavesdropping that's for sure one of my favorite moments of this episode was her being like, did you seriously make a deal with this murderer guy who tried to kill you? And he goes, um, yeah. <laughs> and Rory's yeah, like, yeah, John! Yeah, yeah. Like, she literally is like, oh, you stupid idiot. She loves him so much, but she wants to hit him 24-7. Yeah. 
So he's like, see, we're going to get collars on, but it's okay because you can take them off. Mm? And she's like, oh. <laughs> and he's like, listen, we all want the same thing. We all just want to survive. Like, that's me and McCreary's thing is surviving, right? Yeah. Like, you know, he's very reminiscent of me. So know that. And she's like, okay, well, I'm in, but that's it. And, like, now that they're working as a team again and they're, like, doing scary stuff. Like, this is the Murphy that she fell in love with. And she, she like, starts being all weird about... <laughs> weird, in my opinion. <laughs> but weird... Not weird to anybody else. But she was, like, talking about how she, like, wants to jump him because of... And I'm like, I mean, like, okay. She's got that cool beard now, so... Him being strategic and smart is yeah. hot to her. Yeah. It, think of think of it in terms of what a Slytherin would right. find attractive. And then she's like, you're just going to fall apart again after this, though. So. And it's like, damn. She's right. She's right. So I'm kind of, this kind of makes me worried for Momori. Well, what? Well, now that they've established that they don't really function yeah. as a couple when they're not sort of yeah. in crisis, what's going to happen to them when they're not in crisis? Is Momori going to be like a long-term ship or, or is this like... Is this a problem that can be solved, do you think? Honestly, I'd be okay either way. I feel like this is realistic. I feel like it's it's like if if it doesn't work, then then it doesn't work and you just, you know, you have to move past that. You can't keep trying to make it work if you know that it doesn't. And if they can mm. move past it, great. I'm you know what? I'm fine either way. Okay. What do you think? I I I also agree. I just wonder like what that means for like those uh-huh. characters. Because, you know, they they obviously brought Amori on to be Murphy's love interest. Be Murphy's yeah. love interest. So what happens to Amori if she's not Murphy's love interest? If Louisa had also been promoted to a series regular this season, I would say, great. Amori's getting her own storyline. She's her own person. Awesome. But because she didn't, that makes me a little worried for her. Yeah, it, if she'd gotten the treatment that yeah. Echo's getting... It would be like, okay, but she didn't. So I hope that she doesn't get killed off being, like, still just being, like, serving Murphy's storyline. If Imori got killed off this season, I know exactly how I'd like it to go. Obviously, I wouldn't like Imori to get killed because I love her. Yeah, I would be very angry. But I know exactly how they would do it, I think. Okay, well, so I think that it's not going to be about Murphy at all. And I think it's going to be about Raven. Raven. That would be really cool. Like, if, if, Amori sacrifices herself for Raven, I'll be okay with the way that she goes. I think that would make more sense for her character. I think so too. And I would be so happy if it wasn't about Murphy. Yeah. I love things to be about Murphy, but not that. <laughs> I am feel comfortable when we are about Murphy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but having said that, I don't want Amori to go. No, absolutely not. And I know it's really hard to hear people speculate about the death of your favorite character. Yeah. So like, please don't take us overly seriously no. on this one. I just, it, it makes me wonder. Mm-hmm. So McCreary comes in with Mamori all like tied up and stuff and his crew is cheering. And like we we really only saw like that one guy who McCreary literally immediately killed after he messed everything up as well as those two people who were with him and then got killed by the bomb. Mm-hmm. But it turns out he but has it a lot out, more. Yeah, it turns yeah. out he has like an actual crew of like quite a lot of uh, misogynists. And um, uh, then he and Dioza have a stare down. I'm so interested in this throwdown because Dioza, I think, especially in this episode, has really had a huge moral change of perspective because of Kane. And so now she not only really needs Kane as an ally, 
but she's going to have to take McCreary out. Do you think that when they were together, on, not necessarily together, but like when they did it, do you think it was just like a do it to do it? Or was it like, did she have feelings for him? No, I think it was pure stress yeah. relief. And I think the only thing that McCreary could then use as leverage is her pregnancy. Right, right. So that's why it's Which, like, don't tell anyone. Yeah, that, I think that's why like only Kane and Abby know about it. <laughs> only these two strangers are allowed to know. <laughs> right? Yeah. But if, I mean, if I was going to tell anyone a secret, I, I'd tell them yeah. that Because who are they going to tell except each exactly. other? Exactly. Now that Raven and Echo are here, she's like, ah, those two can know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, did you want to talk a little bit about our Patreon? So let's take a break for a minute to have a shameless like <laughs> hashtag ad moment. You're like, we're tired Hasht- of this. We hear about it every episode. Yes, well, we need you to hear about it every episode. Well, we want you to, but if you don't want to, you can skip. Like, we yeah, don't just feel bad. to do a couple. It's okay. Skips, yeah. I support you. We have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash theafficionados. We basically have it to help pay for the costs of hosting and updating and upkeeping and all the up things. Mm-hmm. This podcast, the hundred podcast, the Lost podcast, and the Riverdale podcast, and soon our Sabrina podcast. Yeah, um, we have a lot of podcasts that we want to do, which comes with a lot of fees. So if you can help us in any way, like donations per month start at a dollar, and that dollar goes a long mm-hmm. way. So we have a couple perks. Go check them out on our website, and um, if you're so inclined, please consider donating. Because why, Robin? Uh, it's expensive. That's my favorite thing, and we just really appreciate it. And then it goes back into stuff like getting to, you know, sponsor things like Unity Days and all sorts of like new opportunities to get the pod out mm-hmm. there, which means a lot Thanks. to us. Thank you. Thank you. Now we're going to talk about Spy Mechanic and Cabby. Oh my God. I, I love both I know. those things. So did we yeah. ever talk about Gagarin and why it is, why it says that? No, I have no idea what you're talking like, about. Like, you know how it says Gagarin, like prisoner or whatever on the, on the ship? Oh! Oh, is that is that the name of the company? Mm, uh, it might be, but um, Gagarin is the, or at least that's how I think that you pronounce it. I'm just like literally just sounding it out. But um, that was the last name of the first man in space. No way. Yeah. Um, Yuri. How did we not? Oh, Russian. Yeah. Yes. How did we yeah, not Yuri. think to Google this before now? I Googled it. <laughs> I Googled it as soon as I saw it. I was like, wait, I've never Googled that. And I should know that. That's just something that people should know. But everyone just thinks of Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. Well, because they were the first people yeah. on the moon. Wasn't, like, the first thing in space, like, either a monkey or a dog? Yeah, it said he was the first human in space. Now we need to know. First animal in space. It's, um, it's a monkey. I knew it. And then, wait, oh, a monkey called Albert One became the first monkey launched into space. These were just suborbital flights, though. The first animal to actually go into orbit was dog. Oh, my God, I was yeah. right on both counts. That never happens. So anyway, uh, Kane is like, I'm going to go map out a settlement. Is that okay? And she's like, um, it's okay, but you got to ask me first. I like that he was like, instead of like leaving Abby, he was like, um, actually, I'm just going to yeah. go plan a home for us. I was like, oh, okay, you soft <laughs> And bean. poor Robert is coughing in the background. Like, someone save Robert. I don't think, I mean, I think Abby's on it. Not anymore. Yeah, she was she, on she's it. like super on it until Mc- like I feel Dio's is like, listen, I wanna save my buddy Robert, but like McCreary. I don't wanna save him. Same. And like we can't bring Robert into the circle, you know? Because the bigger yeah, the circle like, who knows how trustworthy exactly. Robert the bigger the is. circle, the more uh um likely it is that the secret gets to McCreary, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, rip Robert. We hardly He hasn't died yet. Quite literally. Yeah, Protect but he's Robert. Gonna. 
Well, you don't have to. (laughs) Who cares about Robert? (laughs) Robert seemed nice, though. He, I don't know. I liked Robert. Anyway. There were, there, guys, there's a lot of Robert. He had a few lines. I appreciated him. There's also a character named Cash, I believe, who Mm -hmm. she also talked about. There's like, honestly, like, I'm having troubles because last season it was like, Robin loves tiny characters. And I'm like, yes, I do. Who's this? Oh, Costa? Sure, I'll remember him. But now they're just like, here's just a bunch of names. You, and they don't fit to anyone that you actually know. Exactly, and they don't like yeah. show us show me a face hardly ever. So I'm like, everyone expects me to remember all these characters, but I don't because I don't know It's them. almost like the depersonalization is on purpose. Oh, she's a smart fish. Yeah. Not all times. So he's looking in her like war journal type of thing. Kane, don't snoop in a diary. Yeah, what the heck? Who raised you? It's not about that. At Vera. What's going on? Snoopy Snoop. So then we have like some names of the crew and the writers in there. Oh, that was so cute. And Kane was like, what are these war plans? And I'm like, they're baby names. I feel like everyone could see that. Do you want to tell us all the names on the, in the book? No, I didn't write them all down, but I noticed that two of them were... There, there was one that was written twice. Which one was written twice? Pharaoh. Oh. Which is my friend's name, but it's spelled differently. At least I'm pretty sure that's what it said. I, like, tried to read it, and I was like, I don't know. Hold up. One of them said um, Joy, and I thought it said, like, Tony, and I was like, oh, oh my god, I thought it said Tony. <laughs> I didn't say Tony. <laughs> it was for... It was for Jason Rothenberg's wife, Joy. Oh, my god. I fully said it. thought it said Tony, and I was like, makes no sense, but okay. Okay, hold You're up. You're right. Let me just find this. I think it's important now. Okay. Maya. Maya? Lauren. Um, Julie. Yeah. Maya is uh, the writer's room assistant. Okay. Blythe, obviously. Yeah. B.A. L. Don't know who that Paula, is. Paula. Heidi. Ma. I yeah. think that says Jamie. Possibly. Sam. Hey, I know one of those. That fully says Tony. It says Joy. But why is there so many extra lines in between that looks like an N? Maybe it's Joni. <laughs> it's fancy. Uh, Nikki. Yeah. The- Cool. Uh, she was the writer's room assistant. Did I say yeah. Lauren already? Okay, Lauren. Nope. Uh, yeah, she's Julie. writer. Or Julia. Writer. Yeah. Benson. Justine. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Shauna. Writer. Yeah. Other Benson. Kimberly. Kimberly. Oh, Shumway. oh, um, Kim. Yeah. Shumway. Um, and then it says, I think it says Pharaoh twice, but it's spelled F-A-I-R-O-W. I think that's what it says. I don't know. And it says it twice. I don't know what that means. Hmm. I don't know. I'll, yeah. we'll have to check. We'll keep Thanks. y'all updated. Me is part of the people who need updating. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just gonna say it's. I'll I'll keep you updated. Um, but he's like, oh, is this a list of people you killed? She's like, oh no, I need a bigger notebook. Which totally reminded me of I think it was see beginning of season three when uh, um Nyla thought that the things on oh. her back were like her all of her kills, and Clark said, I would need a bigger back, right? So yeah. that's what that reminded me of. You're gonna need yeah. a bigger boat. Um. So then she's saying, oh, hey, Clark called me. And he's like, oh, weird. <laughs> this is not information that yeah. Abby would hmm. need. Strange. Hmm. Um, so Kane's calling Dioza a new dictator. And he's just really pissed about, like, all this stuff with Abby. Because, of course, he is. And she's like, oh, you're you're guilty, too. Like, blah, blah, blah. And he's saying, like, you think that you're killing the few to save the many. But eventually the few becomes the many. And I'm like, snaps, great line. Oh, he's... Just, I love that he's at the end of his rope and he's like, you know what? Here's all the bad stuff I did. Here's mm-hmm. what I learned from it. None of yep. it ends up going well. And he says the phrase, and we're already lost. And you know I was pleased with that. I just, I love this moment because I love that he frames it as 
I've lost everything and you're becoming basically Mm -hmm. Octavia. Like he uses his relationship with Abby as a case study and then uses Octavia as the worst case scenario of what Dioza can become. But also Ian says, we're lost or you just want to talk about him. Say we're lost lost, or we've lost either way. I just like that that they did that. I don't know if they do these things on purpose, but also he talks about a well later, and, like, in season six, Desmond, like, fully falls down a well. Wait, Desmond falls down a well? Yeah? He gets pushed That's by, spoiler. hilarious. Yeah. And then he just sits in there. Oh, right, duh. Because <laughs> he's like, meh. You're like, this might as well happen. Yeah, exactly. So when he was, like, talking about a well, I was like, ooh, who's writing Bunkers, these things? Wells. They're totally not doing it on purpose, but I care. <laughs> They're not doing it on purpose, but I'm going to think that they yeah. are. So Abby is healing um, all this garbage with sound waves. So her buddy I'm Vincent, so proud of she her. figured it out. And Vincent, like, she figured it out so fast, and she figured it out while high. <laughs> and he, that's how good a doctor Abby this is. Terrifying dude, like, gets up all like swiftly, and a little, it's a little bit scary. And he just runs out, and he takes the boom boom gun. I believe it is. Is that the boom yeah. boom gun? Well, yeah, it's the boom boom gun. And it's the sonic gun. She's like, oh no, how will we do this, Raven? got it oh if only we had an engineer i thought that was so ridiculous because it was like it like sounded normal when she said it but like in reality she was going if only we had an engineer Engineer. Uh so zeke is hurt and raven wants to go help him but echo stops her and she's like like you said like it's okay because like they can't kill him because he's a big asset she's like wait he's a big asset maybe we should kill him I get I it. I totally get it. It totally makes sense. And Raven's like, no, like, he's our friend, which I also get. And she goes yeah. over and tells Zeke about Echo. And I'm like, Raven, like, I love you, but, like, where are your loyalties? To this person that you have spent the last six years with who's, like, one of your best friends, like, part of your family? Or this dude who you, like, literally just met? Yeah, but, like, he saved her life that creates a bond. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but, like, I don't know. It's, like, hard... It's just weird that she's, it's not weird that she's being on both sides, but like, it's confusing. I'm like, you can't, like, you can't be on both sides. And I think she makes a decision. She, w- she wants to exactly. have both. She, she wants, and you know what? Yeah. I get it because like, in a perfect world, you don't want the war that all of this yeah. is offering. So Vincent comes in and goes, which one of you is Raven Reyes? And Raven's like, not me. Really? Someone's <laughs> named Raven? That's an interesting, that's an interesting yet apt wow. name. Bird names that start with R? That sounds dumb. Whoever has that name must be really cool and fancy. Did you get my joke? R names is... Thanks. Oh, I got it. Okay. I got it. I You're know. funny. Um, I hope everyone else gets it or else they're going to be like, what? Robin, I think it's pretty okay. obvious. And, no, I thought it was obvious too, but then you didn't get it originally, so. It's well, fine. I was on a roll with my own joke, so. Sure, we'll move yeah. on. It's fine. So she's like, um, what's this dude's deal? And we learned that he was a serial killer who liked to keep people's hands and feet as mementos. Do you know how devastated I am by this? Uh, you really wanted him to I be a really cannibal. Did. Well, ugh, I just feel like that makes more sense because like, I feel like they would keep him in the collar because he like keeps like trying to heck and eat people rather than like, what is he trying to do? Like cut off people's hands I guess or what? he just wants to like murder people I guess because like he I'm... picked up that scalpel and he was already gonna hurt Abby when she first met him but like huh he's ve- I find him very interesting I find him fascinating because I think that he, because Abby saved him he she has now earned his loyalty right right okay so it's like she's worried about all these people who are loyal to McCreary but like 
arguably her most violent criminal, her like most terrifying one, is not even on her side anymore. Yeah, like in reality, she she could be using Abby as an asset because Abby is winning loyalty by curing all of these people. Exactly. Like you just said, like people, if you save their lives, they're indebted to you. Like they, there's it a creates bond a there. bond. Exactly. Yep. Hmm. And I think all of these people, especially Vincent, now have a bond with Abby. Yeah. Which means, oh no, she has to stop messing with Abby. One, because now she seems to be friends with Kane. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's time to stop messing with the person he loves. And two, because Abby could be a massive asset in this war against McCreary. Mm -hmm. I love this idea. Do you know how much I love plot-relevant Abby Griffin? Oh, I bet it's a lot. It's a lot. That's like us when we watch Riverdale and we're just like, what? Alice and FP are doing things? Alice and FP are involved in (laughs) storylines? And it's like, even, like, we are treated so well here in regards mm-hmm. to the adults right now. Because, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. we watch Riverdale and we're just like, wow, sure, sure would be nice if FP or Alice were in the episode. In the, like, if yeah, they're yeah, in the yeah, episode yeah. and they're completely apart, I'm like, oh, great, good content. Kate, but, like, that was literally season three of The Hunter. Yeah. Abby was um, in 11 of 16 episodes. Right. And she's, se- she's second build. Right. So I was like, um, okay. But now we're being fed so well on both shows. Yay! This is nice for us. (laughs) So yeah, he says that her collar is tagged to a different building today. And Zeke is like trying to like stop her and like protect her. And I'm like, okay, like it's cute, but like, who are you? Yeah. Um, And also like, he's literally like, he was a serial killer. He cuts off people's hands. I'll protect you from him. How are you going to protect you? Protect her? You're also in a collar. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But so Abby and Raven have their reunion and she's like, oh my gosh, Abby, like you're not collared. Like weird. Like I've seen Kane, but I haven't seen you. Like what's up with that? Like you defected? And she's like, yeah, sure. I was kind of forcibly taken, but whatever. Whatever. She's like, yeah, anyway, I'm trying to cure them. I'm wondering about this. Abby hasn't left that room. Right. I guess she hasn't. Do you think it's out of, like, shame? Oh, you mean, like, she doesn't want to see anybody? Yeah, like, she doesn't want anyone to see her the way she is now. Mm. That would make sense. Because why else would she not go to Raven immediately? Right. Oh, yeah, I think it's definitely about shame for that. Yeah. I don't know if it's about, like, it makes sense that it would be about shame. I don't know why she needs to be, like, so ashamed in front of all these people that she doesn't know. But, like... It makes definitely more sense that she would be ashamed in front of Raven, who has seen her at her best. Or maybe not and at her not best, like Di- but, like, better. Yeah. And it's not like Dioza has been overly, like, being like, hey, yeah, Abby, you're free to roam around. Yeah. Like, Abby's supposed to be in that building and solve their problems. Right. It's, I think it's so weird that Abby's just like, I can't leave this room. I don't know. I just can't. And Kane's just like, oh, I was going out uh, into the woods without permission. Eh. Well... Which is so weird because Abby's the rebellious yeah. one. Well, that's that's the thing is that Kane doesn't think he's being rebellious. And he's just like, am I supposed to ask permission? And she's like, yeah. And Kane's like, okay. So he like folds that away in his brain bank. And he's like, I'll ask permission next time. My, My bad. bad. Oopsie. And so he's like, she's like, anyway, yeah, I'm trying to cure them. And Raven's like, um, that's a bad plan. Like, let them die. And Abby's like, no, like, I can't do that as a doctor. And I'm like, okay. Be like, okay, I mildly believe you because I do believe that you still believe in your Hippocratic right. Oath. 
But also, you're there for, like, 600 other reasons, babe. I mean, like, if I heard that, I'd be like, okay, but they're all criminals and murderers, so... Yeah, but at one point, that was all the kids yeah, on the ground. Yeah, that's true. And so she's like, anyway, is it even possible? She's like, yeah, it's possible. Like, did Dioza threaten you? And Abby lies, and she says yes, and then she says, okay, well, I'll do it then, even though I don't like it. Thoughts? I, I hate this moment, because it, ma- it makes no sense, because... Dioza did threaten Abby. <laughs> At first I was going to be like, yeah, it makes sense. Like she's an addict. Yeah, sure. But now, but now that makes what you're saying makes sense too. This stuff, this, this is why I was watching the episode and I was like, okay, so they're trying to set it up that Abby's hiding her addiction, except here's the problem. That thing right. did happen. Dioza did threaten Abby. She said she's holding Abby's pills hostage. She's also holding yeah. Kane hostage. She threatened Kane. As long as Kane is useful and as long as Abby keeps up her end of the bargain, they can stay there. But if they don't, yeah. then they have to leave. They don't acknowledge mm-hmm. that at all. Like, it, it can, both things can be true, but they decided to just make it about the addiction, which I get. But logically, there's a huge mm-hmm. issue here that they just right. don't touch again. Um, so Kane's, like, looking out off yonder. And Dios is like, listen, like, I'm not a dictator. I'm just fighting the abuse of power. Hmm. Mm. She's so eloquent that I'm like, ah. But the very best, like, exactly. dictators are that eloquent. Yep. So she's like, anyway, like, we're not even attacking them. We're just defending ourselves. We're just defending the valley. And it's like, well, you took the valley exactly forcefully in the first place, though, babe. And so yeah. he's, she's like, okay, well, tell me your settlement plans. And he's like, okay, well, you know, this is all the pl- things that will be out there. And Abby will have a real medical center. And Ian talks about having a well where, you know, it's like basically the water the water jug or whatever it's called that like it, the water cooler the water cooler where everyone just hangs yeah. out and like talks about sports and um she's saying like then there will also be a school and like a playground for like children like my children my child i so love good. this moment i love how vulnerable it is for both of them i like that they allow each other to like sort of relax for a moment and dream of a world where they're not at war, where they get to start over. And Kane is especially vulnerable here because even though he's sort of giving his vision of the future, he's given a very utopian version of the future that I think really speaks to Dioza because that's what she was fighting for in the first place. Yeah, that's like the sort of place where she grew up when she was a kid. And that's yeah. what she wants to come back to. That's what she wants her her kid to grow up in. It's what she used to have before fascism took it all away from her. And like, I also think this is another um, avenue where she could use Abby as an asset. Cause I don't know about the other prisoners cause we don't know enough of them uh, like that well, but like mm-hmm. Abby has been pregnant. Abby has raised a child. Like, you know, if she needs advice, Abby's around. Exactly. Like she has a whole gold mine in Kane and Abby. And I think she's now realizing it. Mm-hmm. Like, before she thought they were just kind of like, okay, like, a means to an end. But now it's like, Kane and Abby serve as huge motivators for Dioza mm-hmm. to turn her way of thinking into a more productive and peaceful way of thinking. Right. And I, I love that. I love that moment where she decides to reveal that, you know, this is a safe person to talk to about her future, mm-hmm. about being pregnant. Like, Kane is someone who embodies who how she used to think but in a way that hasn't ruined him like it's ruined her right so she's had she's been pregnant for a hundred years and five months that's a long that's a long time so her and mercury did it five months ago well not you know plus a hundred years but whatever yeah yeah, yeah. it just felt like five months for them 
Um, and it's a healthy girl. And she's letting Kane touch her belly and it like kicks and everything. I'm like, why are you guys best friends? I love you. I love this moment. Like Kane is literally putting his hand on a tangible like reality of life. Yeah. Of new life, of new promise. That's what he's touching. I think that's amazing. Like that baby just represents so much, you know? I'm really emotional about it. We haven't seen like any babies in this show even yet, so. No, I don't even know if Kane's like ever like been around a pregnant woman other than probably pregnant Abby. Do you think that they like talked about like the Battle of San Francisco and like all of these terrible terrorist attacks that she performed in like Earth's Earth skill? Not necessarily Earth skills, but like did they ever ha- did they have history classes? Like what if what if at some point like somebody who is like really inclined with history like meets Dioza and is just like, "Oh, crap. I have read about you." That would be interesting. Like that way that way it would feel you think more that would be Bellamy. Yeah. Oh, true. Well, like, I feel like that would be sort of snapping us out of all of this, like, Dioza is good talk. Because Mm -hmm. the only reason that both of us really know exactly what Dioza did is because we read those articles on the screen. Like, they've kind of talked about how, like, like, the thing about, like, I think they've said something about the White House and something about government buildings. But we read, like, what the news actually thought at the time. And everyone else has just been talking about how, like, Dioza is good. Like, she saves people. And, like, we've seen that she's, like, good. She has a baby. Like, oh, we love Dioza. And we want somebody, I want somebody to come in and be like, oh, crap. You are terrible. Like, you're you're a known terrorist. Let me list all of the things that I remember reading about you doing. Like, these are all the bad things that you've done. And, I mean, maybe, I would like that to happen, but maybe it doesn't matter. Right. Do you know what I mean? Um, kind of. Will you explain further? Like, in, in this world, maybe her actions of a hundred years ago matter less than her actions now. I like. I, I think know. that's true, but I also think that it hasn't been a hundred years for her. So she hasn't had as much time as it might feel like to progress and be a better person. True, but you can also argue that pregnancy has absolutely mm. changed her outlook on yeah. a lot of this and and start starting because to be treated as like zeke said garbage last episode yeah. which is also how amori feels exactly um so she's like you give me hope kane and he's like oh what a good name and she's like yeah let's na- hope that wasn't on my list and i'm like what is going on will you please explain we please explain why this is it- crazy and insane <laughs> like i know why it's crazy insane i know to why me. it's crazy insane to me and you i'm pretty sure um it's crazy insane to me because like the whole like basis of how kane and abby's like romantic relationship started and sort of abby's entire person is based on the idea yes. of hope and like kane and abby's first romantic interaction was abby kissing kane on the cheek and he said what was that she said let's call it hope yeah Hope is a big word and for them. And hope is like, it encapsulates everything about Abby Griffin. Like, it, it's her it's her whole personal philosophy. It's how the kids wound up on the ground instead of being floated. Abby had hope and belief in Clark. Like, she, her, if you were going to sum up yeah. Abby, you would say hope. And so one of, like, the big, like, tenants in, like, Kate and Abby fan fiction that has actually become so cliche that, like, it can't be right. done anymore is to call their child Hope. Because it's like, oh, it's like two on the Like, if there's a Cabby baby fic and the child is not named Hope, I'm like, um, but, but the it child should be, should be named hope. hope. And so the fact that they, like, me and mom are both like, what? 
<laughs> like, right? who's been reading Cabin like, Oh, okay. Thick? So I'm like, okay, so is this an indicator of something? Like, it, in this weird fanfic universe that we're apparently living in, because this whole season, let's be real, is like sure. angsty cabby fanfic. Did Kane and Abby end up with a kid named Hope because something happens right. to Dioza? Like, is that how we get to the cabby baby like, theory? That has lived on for two years now. We said before, like on a different podcast, that we can't really see McCreary making it past this season. And I think that this episode kind of like maybe paves the way for him continuing forward because he's like willing to like work with uh, Murphy and everything. Um, But we always saw Dioza going forward until not. And now I'm worried that she won't. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be, that would really upset me just because I think she is one of the best characters that this show has ever introduced. I love her. Like, even of our main roster, she's, she's so one cool. of the best. She's so interesting. She's she's cool. She's interesting. Everything she does is layered. Like, Ivana just plays mm-hmm. her with so much complexity. I just, I want to talk about Dioza for ages because the, the multitudes inside Dioza are that of just incredible, like, legendary characters. Like, characters that you cannot call good and or bad. I love the way she delivers her lines. Like, that's really all I can say. I don't really know, like, why, but, like, the way that she's delivering her lines are, is, like, really interesting to me. I don't know. Just the way she speaks. Like, because they have sort of, like, that, yeah, that she side little so, smirk. So interestingly. I don't really know how else to explain it. She speaks interestingly, eloquently. She speaks like she's smart, but yeah. that she's seen some stuff. She speaks like someone who, like... Probably yeah. could have been an academic, right? But took a different route, and so everything she says is accessible yet right. intelligent. So um, Raven fixes the thing, but Abby is like asleep slash unconscious, and Raven finds the pills and like wakes her up enough, and is ta- Abby's talking about pain, and Raven's saying like, "Don't talk to me about pain because Abby lied," and she's gonna go like break the thing, and Abby shocks her. Go ahead. Okay, I just want to say for the record that what this does for Raven's storyline is incredible. Um, it opens up Raven backstory. It it gives us even more ra- reason to sort of like be on Raven's side and see what Raven's going to do next. So I will say in the context yeah, of that, it is really I cool. Forget? Yeah. Okay, I just thought of something. This is sort of, it feels like, you know, Raven saying, oh, Kane, Kane is different somehow, like something happened. And Echo says, like, you didn't see them, like something terrible happened in the bunker. Like, I don't know. But like, Raven doesn't see Kane be different enough for that to really shine through until now, I think. And now she's just like, whoa, something garbagey happened in the bunker. Yeah. Sorry, continue your thought now. Yeah, like, no, you're totally right. Like, now she has an idea of how much yeah. people have changed after being in the bunker. So I think, especially at that beginning part of the scene where she can't wake Abby up and she sees the pills and Abby says, do you remember the pain? I think this, this is, like, arguably this thing that mm-hmm. I hate second most about this scene. Um, Because if you actually look at their pain scales, Abby mm. and Raven have been through all the same things. They both had... Um, they've both been tortured by the, by, well, grounders or, you know, Kane, Mount Wet. Well, no, that's the second one. Um, Lexa had Raven, like, sentenced to a thousand lashes and sliced open. Kane had Abby shock lashed. They both were drilled into their legs in Mount Weather. They, um, they actually tortured Raven into forcing Abby to submit and go Mm -hmm. into the City of Light in the first place. So the whole reason that Abby's in pain is because Jaha and Allie used Raven as a weapon against Mm -hmm. Abby to get her to go into the City. 
City of Light. Right. Which I think people are forgetting. Then they were both forcibly removed from the City of Light Uh with the exact same instrument. And where Raven had six years to heal, Abby just had six years to suffer. So yes, in terms of pain, because of Raven's disability, absolutely, she has a harder time than Abby. But- Abby has also had a lot of really horrible stuff happen to her that is on par with the things that have happened to Raven. So Raven turning pain into a competition where pain is the thing that she has like the arena on and you're not even allowed to step in it is kind of nuts to me. I'm glad that you brought all that up. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like you look at it and you're like, oh my God, that's so true. Like how dare Abby talk to Raven about pain? And I'm like, this is a woman who's like, Abby's been through childbirth. Abby knows what pain is. So you have that, and that was like really upsetting. And but again, Raven's totally valid because like Raven's been shot and disabled. Um, but I think this is where the scene could have ended. You know, I I think this is where the pain could have ended, which is Raven seeing Abby exhibit the same addict symptoms that her mother did. I think that alone would have had enough of a punch. But they took it one step farther, and they had Abby torture Raven. So if you look at this in terms of like storytelling this pushes both women's stories and i like the parallel between abby who tried to destroy that uh destroy the machine and raven trying to destroy the machine Mm -hmm. being stopped yep yeah exactly like abby Mm -hmm. and raven always have really like similar stories so i love that part of it i like that it opens up new emotional avenues for Raven that we've never gone down. And it also pushes Abby's um, towards detox a lot faster because she's now cut off Kane. She's now Mm -hmm. cut off Raven. What's the next step? Clark. So she's hitting all those beats. So we're heading definitely towards the Abby sort of, she's Mm going to hit the wall and then she's going to have to make the choice. The problem is the optics of the scene, which is that Mm. you have a white woman in power torturing a disabled woman of color. I didn't even think about it like that. Oh, yikes. Yeah, yeah. That's where the issue is, is Raven is a disabled woman of color who, one, has just been triggered by Abby's actions, and two, has a history of being abused by her own addict mother, and you have Abby choosing to do this to Raven. Now, I would absolutely argue that, you know, I actually went and looked up opioid addiction and what it does to people because to me, this was so out of character for Abby. Just like when Abby slapped Raven in season two. Do you remember that? Yes. And you remember thinking, where did that come from? It's that kind of thing where it's like, y'all did this for shock value and it doesn't fit with Abby's character, but it does fit with an addict's behavior, Mm -hmm. which is that they will do anything to protect their fix. They will change their entire personality or the the drugs and the addiction change their entire personality, the way they react to things. So Abby is internally screaming and suffering and not really herself, but the optics, I can't get over just how bad the scene looks. Just from, mm-hmm. like, our modern day, like, perspective. So that's that's basically, like, I like what avenues it opens up for storytelling. I think it really pushes Abby's detox forward. I think it's really interesting to see, like, Raven open up to Shaw later about her backstory. Because we don't really get to hear a whole lot about Raven's childhood. No, mostly that, like, she just chilled with Finn the whole time. Yeah, because her mom was always drunk, mm-hmm. right? But, and it also opens up this thing where Raven really thinks of Abby as that mother figure. Yes. Which is huge for that story. And I think it opens up an opportunity for Abby to have to, you know, apologize. And Mm -hmm. they have to have a very serious conversation. But it's basically boiled down to just 
a, a, a junkie, a white junkie torturing a disabled woman of color. That's not nice. good. Nope. And that's it. That's that's my whole piece on the whole situation. Okay. Thank you for listening. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. It was hard. So let's finish up the storyline and then we'll move on. Yeah. So Raven is all messed up by this and Echo's trying to console her and they like have mm. a handhold moment. So it's like nice that you're like, even though Echo really betrayed Raven's trust They're last episode, friends. so did Abby betray Raven's trust. So like, I guess Raven's like, who betrayed my trust least? And like, you know, her and Echo have really bonded yeah. up in space. So like, you know, you gotta, you gotta have somebody, right? And so she's saying... Echo's like, oh, well, I didn't kill the guy you want that you told me not to kill, so you're welcome. And she's like, you know what? Kill we him. can't let them win because they're messing up my buddy, Abby. So I love that. You know what? Just make sure he doesn't suffer. Ugh. Okay, so I'm kind of confused about this, though, because obviously she's protecting Abby and saying Dio's is a monster. Mm-hmm. But then she confides in Shaw? I mean, so, like... which is it? Originally, when I was first watching it, I didn't think that she was crying talking to him because she was thinking about her mother. I thought she was crying talk to him and be like, I know that you're going to die soon and it's a little bit my fault. Like, I wouldn't okay. want to... I wouldn't want to, like... I have not seen that take yet. Interesting. I wouldn't want to, like say, okay, fine, like, you can kill this person and then sit in front of this person who wants to have a heart-to-heart with you. Okay, 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 I could see that. So, yeah, I mean, that's why I thought she was crying originally. It's because she's just like, I'm so, like, I'm so sorry. Like, obviously, she said, hey, my friend Echo wants to kill you, so, like, look out. But, like, Echo's a spy who has crazy fighting skills. Who's Zeke, a pilot, Mm -hmm. who gets beat up and is wearing a shot collar also. So, she's like, this guy doesn't have a chance at all. But I know that he's, like, a pretty good guy. And I feel bad about it acceptable losses question mark okay that's it. so you think that the tears are one because of what just happened with abby yeah and two because she's talking to someone and bonding with someone that she has just sanctioned to be murdered right so my question is do you think raven will be able to go through with it i don't think what do you mean go through with it like do you think she'll still allow echo to murder shaw even after this heart to heart i mean my first thought is it's just like echo walked away so she's like it's done you know like at any point Raven could turn her back and Echo could do it. Okay, so now they're kind of living in a when is Echo going to do it sort of situation. Right. It didn't occur to me that it would be like she would still have time to be like, well, maybe not. Like, I feel like if if Echo was like, hey, we should kill Shaw, Raven's like, maybe not. And she's like, okay, fine. You know what? Hey, you're my bro. Like, I won't do it. That's fine. And Raven's like, actually do it. And Echo's like, dope, I will. And then Raven's like, actually, I'd be like, what? Raven? (laughs) Imagine being Echo. She's like, can you just please just make up your mind? My God. Like, I feel like this is the moment, like, you know that phrase, um, or that saying where it's like, it's better to ask for an apology rather than permission? Yeah. So, like, I feel like as soon as she gets permission, that's when it's like, it's it's done. And if Raven tries to yeah. say, oh, actually, can we not? It's better to ask for an apology than ask for permission. You know, just yeah. do it and then be it's like, oh, done. sorry, I thought you said it was okay. And that would be perfectly in line with yeah. Echo. I like so, it. I don't know. That's what I think. But either way, Zeke comes over and he's like, did he, did Vincent hurt you? And she's like, no. Someone way more important I'm, is. You're hurting me by sitting in front of me. And also someone I consider my mom. Yeah, exactly. And so like they have like the hand touch thing and I'm just like, fine, like just kiss and then kill him or whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't. I feel like we're I'm in such a deep minority with just not understanding this relationship. I really like Zeke. I really like him. I 
and I okay. really like Raven, and I really like the concept of them being together, but the way it's being executed is confusing me, and I don't know why. Same. I wish, boy, I sure wish that we could articulate this in a way that would be helpful on account of we have a podcast. I think we like kind of talked a little bit about it last episode, but I still, I still don't, I still don't know it. I still don't know. Like every time they like have a little handhold thing, I'm like, okay, like, you know, it's like you're pushing them a little closer together. You're like, okay, well, I mean, do it then. And then they don't do it. And you're like, oh, when's he, basically it's like, when's he going to die? Exactly. Like, I don't, like, I really want them to like, I'll be, I will feel really robbed if they don't kiss right, like before he dies. But then I would kind of, like, if they've done all this build up and then he dies, I'm going to be like, well, what was it But I kind of don't want them to kiss because then Raven will have lost yet another love interest. Oh, she's right. Yeah. She's right. And like, I... There's a part of me that really just wants them to be really good friends. Kind of like mm. she and Bellamy, even though, obviously. Like, you have so much in common, yeah. like... And then yeah. it doesn't become, like, Raven's tragic love interest part three. Yeah, it's like the curse yeah. of Raven. Yeah. Mm. So... Remember Wick? <laughs> I try not to. But yeah, she's talking about how, like, have you ever loved someone so much that you take whatever they want? Or, like, take whatever because you love them or whatever. And I was like, oh my god, she loves Abby. And then he was like, mom or dad. And I was like, neither, it's Abby. <laughs> and she was like, mom. And I was like, oh, be okay. like, oh right. it's not Abby. Well, it's it, right, it's whatever. Abby and it's her mom. Yeah. Right. Um. And so he's like, yeah, like, same. And then, then they cry. And I'm like, this is sad. Um, this is sad and also I'm worried. Yeah. <laughs> and so we skip back to... Abby again and they found like a permanent cure like that's not what's gonna kill him like congrats she did it. it and that's when we learned that McCreary's back and she's like never mind the cure is a secret I loved this moment it's like a reveal almost where she's like too bad you didn't find the cure mm-hmm. and Abby's like winkity wink all right and I love that when she provides the like the pills like the the reward you can uh-huh. see both of them kind of going this is starting to not feel right yeah, it's not great. Abby's like, oh, thanks, I guess. Yeah. And, and Dios is like, Kane's gonna be mad at me. Yeah, like, you can see in Dios's mind, she now, like, she feels bad about doing this. Yeah, I love... Okay, so there was this moment where Vincent was like, Abby, like, thank you so much. And I know this is them being like, look, he has allegiance to Abby, like, ooh. But all I could think was like, he's gonna take your hands. No, she needs those. <laughs> he, she needs her hands. Don't touch her. So that's that storyline. did it. Any last thoughts or no? Nope. Okay. So now moving on to all the stuff that happens in Polis. Um, they're talking to Dioza on the radio and she's like, listen, you can kill Octavia or you can bring her here and I'll kill her. Whatever you want. It's all good. And Bellamy is opposed. Yeah. Strangely. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, let's just do our plan with the rover. The plan where we go go with the rover and we take... I'm like, this is the most simple plan ever and it will not work. But he's trying so hard. He's like, anything else we can do. And Clark's like, listen, we can't get Maddie. And that's like my thing. Like, that's my deal breaker. Like, if Maddie's not here, then like, I'm not going anywhere. So, sorry. Figure something else out, Bellamy. <laughs> I can't remember if it was in this episode or last episode where Clark was like, uh, she's with your sister. And Bellamy's like, we don't have time for this. I'm like... What? You think that Clark is stalling? Right. I'm like, what? We don't have time for this? You know who doesn't have time for this? Clark. Yeah, literally. It's just like weird that Bellamy's like, I care about Echo. Uh, we can just leave Maddie. And I'm like, um, no. Do you think he's saying we can leave Maddie? I don't think he, I don't know if he's saying we can leave Maddie, but he's being like, 
Well, he's just trying to find a compromise. Like, he's like, like yeah. this is the thing that I need to get. And, like, if your thing's not working out, then, like, I still have to get my thing. Yeah, it's like um, they both have different priorities, which is what Bob and Eliza yeah. said about Clark and Bellamy. Is they both have different priorities that So clash. how can I find, like, a sort of compromise so that I can still get my thing? Because, honestly, I don't really care if you get your thing. I need my thing. So, like, yeah. And, like, having you with me will help me get my thing, but you won't come unless you get your thing. So it's, like, a whole thing. <laughs> the word thing. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound like a real word anymore. So Monty's like, let's stop the war with algae. And Bellamy's like, oh my god. And I'm like, god, you're so valid! I get Bellamy being like, ugh, are you kidding? Like, shut up about it. And he, like, tries to take it, and Monty's like, give it back! I'm like, oh, this poor boy's got his his stuffy taken away from him. But he's like, understands, and, like, his stuffy could actually really help. It really could! No one's listening to him, because they think his idea is bad, but it's not. It's probably the best idea that any of them have Dude's had in six years. Dude's from Farm Station, he knows what's up. Yep, and he kind of was, like, you know... Their farmer slash cook on the ark, but and like, I mean, oh, we can't use your algae because it put Murphy into a coma for a week. And I'm like, okay, let's unpack this. I'm gonna laugh for a week about this. So they got their first thing of algae, and either mm-hmm. okay, here are three scenarios in which Murphy gets put into this coma. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Scenario I'm so number I'm so one okay. is that they're like huh, let's 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 just give the first batch to murphy just to see what happens like who cares it's just murphy right scenario yeah. number yeah. two is that they're like murphy's so hungry that he's going to volunteer to take the first one because he's like ah, yum 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 i am hungry scenario number three i have fully forgotten just give mm-hmm. me one sec i thought right. i had three scenarios and now i'm trying to think of the third one okay i have that? one it's that everyone was sitting around and Monty was like, we need a guinea pig and no one wanted to do it. So Murphy was like, right. hell, I'll do it. Which is like yeah. in between those like, two things. Yeah, exactly. It was just like, all right, fine. If the rest of you big babies won't do like it, I'll freaking do it. So. Just give me one second, okay? All right, I'm, I will give Thanks. you more than one. I feel like I had another one, but I feel like another scenario is just that him just being reckless. Like he's like, hey, I have like a cup of this algae. Uh, who who wants it? And everyone's like, uh, not really. And Murphy just like shoots it like a shot. Yo, it's that scene from Friends where they're all like, they kind of have that cup oh of fat God. in the fridge and they dare each other. They're like, okay, if you really love me and you really feel bad about what you did, drink the fat. Like oh that's God. like Murphy and Amori. Amari's like, if you love me and you want to say sorry for being a dick because you were a dick about something I've like five got minutes another ago, scenario. you will eat the algae first. It was a dare. Okay. Yes! Okay, I like that and one. Murphy's like, ah, I'm fine. Oh no. And <laughs> he's gone for a week. Like, they literally are playing like truth or dare. And Murphy's like, dare. Yeah. And they're like, eat and the algae. Like, that had consequences. I really would I love to see, see that, that though, coming. because, like, I don't know, like, after he, like, got hurt, like, you know, they didn't know what was gonna happen, like, were they freaking out? They're like, oh my god, Murphy's gonna die. Oh my god, Murphy's dead. Murphy's fully asleep for a week, and they're like, is Murphy dead? I don't know. Um, but also, sweet, <laughs> awesome week. Imagine waking up from them being like, oh my god, did I actually sleep through the whole thing? Can we go back yeah. down to Earth? They're like, Murphy, it's been a week. It's not cryosleep, buckaroo. So um, Octavia comes in and Kara's saying, yeah, he has to run a loop, make sure that it's like, it's not like the thing literally is just shut down. They're like, oh, it's broken. You know, like they have to think that it's still working. And so they're going to like load the words yeah. into the thing and we're going to get going. I love this insight into Kara though, where like she's, she's really she's smart. Really smart. And 
I think Kara's whole thing was that she was the one who knew how to run the hydroponic farm. So I assume she was also from Farm Station. Mm-hmm. So she and Monty, like, like yeah, Monty grew up probably knowing her. She was probably, like, yeah, probably. part of his life. Or so knowing like, of her. Their, their whole thing with, um, like, that scene that they had together later where he, she's, like, really kind to him and everything, I assume is because she's known him since, since he was little. And that makes it even sadder when they, like, attack probably. her. And he's like, are you literally going to kill her? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, I've known her my whole life, but okay. My, I wish that we had kept Kara for longer. Me too. You know what, dude? I did not like her until this freaking episode. Yeah. I feel like they Sinclair'd her. Mm. Like she, she played a, a purpose and then it was kind of like, oh, well, we need someone to die in this episode. So eeny, meeny, miny, I'm Kara. like not about these characters that are just like aggression, aggression, anger, anger, bad decisions, blah, war. And then as soon as they give you a softer side where she's like, yes, like, here's our farm. Like, I don't want to see it ever again. You know, like, here's some human qualities to me, like, blah, 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 blah. Then I'm just like, oh, interesting. And then they're like, murder. They always do that, though. The minute someone gets any kind of, like, human emotion or a name, they die. So they go to meet with Indra and they're like, Indra, like, you know, would Kara ever do something without Octavia's thing? And she's like, um, yeah, maybe if I said it was okay. And they're like, ooh, like, what if it was, like, all up to you because we're gonna kill Kara and Octavia? And she's like, why would I tell Octavia to surrender when when she's probably gonna win? That wouldn't make any sense. I mean, she probably would win. That's the Are whole thing. Are you willing to risk the entire valley? So, like, here's what we gotta do is we gotta kill the worms and then they'll probably surrender because they won't win the battle, right? And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, like, she'd know it was us. And she's like, no, we're gonna make it look like an accident and, like, ooh, it's gonna be a whole thing. They just so severely underestimate how crazy Octavia is and how smart Octavia is. So it's like... Because it's like, yeah, Octavia maybe lost her crap a little bit. That doesn't mean she's dumb. We're going to kill Cooper and Indra will stop the worms and stop the war. It'll be great. And Indra's like, um, this is awfully idealistic for this show. Are you guys feeling okay? So then they're like in the planning room and everything they're saying there are three entry points to the valley and Kara, maddie and octavia are going to go in soften the battlefield and miller will have the first battalion and miller's like okay and octavia's like is that okay and he's like yeah like i love a promotion but that's supposed to be indra's and octavia's like not anymore. i'm like i'm just really worried about miller where's jackson where is I Jackson? I feel like we're seeing, like, Miller being a hard-ass the whole time, and I'm like, would sure love to see a soft-ass Miller with Jackson. But how long has it been since we've seen Jackson? Like, a couple eps, I think. The last time we saw him was when that's... he, like, kissed Miller and walked away. Yo, that's it's so weird. It's been, like, a while. That's Where's so Jackson? weird. It's just, like, even more jarring than it was when we didn't see Nyla, because Nyla came in season three, and we're like, okay, like, Nyla is just around occasionally. But Jackson's been there since the pilot episode, has always been, like, quite important. Where's Jackson? Like, they all need a doctor, and they don't, they all, there are only three doctors. Abby is in one storyline, Clark's in one storyline, and Jackson's, like, kind of in the same storyline, so I guess they don't need him, question mark? And, like, Clark's not even a trained doctor. No. Where's Jackson? Very important. Thank you. I'm worried about Jackson. My cat has just crawled into my lap and has decided he That's wants very to be part cute. of the podcast. Hi, Cobes. So. Yeah. He never crawls into my lap. So, um, who knows what's... Oh, Aww, he's holding my hand. Bud. <laughs> okay, I love you too, buddy. Um, so they're saying that the worms sense body heat, which is terrifying. And um, they're going to release them in a couple places, but especially in the church. And I'm like, ooh, there are people I like in there. You know, this church is coming up a lot. Sure is. Hmm. Has a church ever been, like, really important 
in the story before. Like, churches are really important and lost, so maybe that's why I'm, like, confused. Like, actual physical churches come up a lot. And so, I don't know, I guess I just got confused. Oh, I'm not confused at all. Okay, good. So, no no church. Because I know what the, like, ideally, with all of these gigantic breadcrumbs that I am feasting on, the church is where Cain and Mm. Abby get married. They keep bringing up churches. Like, they keep showing, like... Their hands without rings. They keep talking about, like, husband and wives. Like, they did, in this episode, they did a deliberate pan-up of the church. Yes. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? (laughs) So, Monty and Kara are in, like, the little farm thing. And she's saying that his mom would be really proud. And I'm like, I just watched, I just rewatched Nevermore for uh, the Mm Hunter script. Yikes. Oh, so this This is is like real fresh for me. It was rough. Oh, that that I really didn't like that. (sighs) Matricide is bad. Yeah, it's bad and you shouldn't do it. And I hate that trope. So that was bad. He had to do it twice. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. a. That's the thing is it's like I know that he you know, he says to himself even in Nevermore, he says like that wasn't her. She was already gone and everything. But then, you know, once Raven comes back, he's like, we could have saved my mom. That sucks. Yeah, if if her body had been alive. So, like, Kara saying, hey, your mom would be proud. He's like, oh, thanks for reminding me that I literally murdered her. And she could she could be proud still to this day, but I murdered her. This hurts my feelings. So, she's, like, gonna eat the algae, and he's like, nope, nope, it would put you in a coma. So, let's not do that. Um, Also, can I just say, I've brought up people calling Murphy their friend multiple times but monty says it put one of my friends in a coma (laughs) friends monty and murphy hate it like monty hated murphy at the end of last season they're friends they're best friends now they're friends and it's okay and i remember when they had that whole thing during the season finale and i was like those are my two faves like can you not fight and now i'm like friends i love that they're grudgingly friends too they're like the kind of friends where it's like, God, I hate you, but I would absolutely die for you. Oh, you know, I'm crying. Um, so Kara's saying, Monty, like you should take it over. You know, like I think that would be good for this place. I don't ever want to see it again, so it can be a you thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Well, listen, like no one has to leave. We can just stay here. We can have all the things that we want to have. Like we don't need the valley. Just forget about the valley, and we can all stay here, and it's fine. I love Monty's vision of the future. Yeah, it's like. Cain parallels. It is. I feel like a lot of the, I love the sort of flip on the head that the show is doing where um, people like Cain and Monty and Bellamy are now showing like those softer sides and the women are allowed to be ugly as hell in terms Mm -hmm. of their behavior. Like Octavia is allowed to be a dictator. Abby's allowed to be an addict. Echo's allowed to be a spy. And Raven's allowed to be, like, sanctioning murder. Like, Clark is allowed to be straight up one Hedda. Like, I I love that they're going hard at women doing a whole varied and a whole bunch of really different things. Mm -hmm. And the men are just kind of going, how do we get to peace? Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah. I just, I think it's cool. So Balark knocks him out. Or knocks her out. And they're like, hey, Monty, open the door, please. <laughs> he's like, are you doing some more murder? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, okay, well, what's one more? And I'm, I'm like, ah, oh, bud. I'm Monty. They're like, oh, like, we're, save- we're we're killing one for to save hundreds or whatever. And he's like, then let's freaking kill Octavia. I whatever. Love- I love that. And I love that he was like, you know, 
did you not hear what Kate said to Dioza? Were you guys not in that scene? Yeah. He's like, then let's just do it. And I love how Clark's face is kind of like, well, that's what I said. And Bellamy's like, no. Monty's like, let's just do it then. Like, here's the thing is it's like, we're killing this person. And then like, it might save everybody. But like, if we kill Octavia, then it will save everyone. Listen, I know Octavia. (laughs) I've known Octavia this whole time. Like, I've been friends with Octavia. She's one of the hundred. Like, I'm attached to Octavia. But listen, logic says, let's kill Octavia. I just, I think it's so funny that Clark spends this whole episode going, let me kill her. 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 And Bellamy's like, no. Clark just wants so Clark wants to kill Octavia so bad. And then Clark's after like Monty opens it and everything, he's like, whatever, bye. Clark's like, oh, we're doing the right thing. And Bellamy's like, okay. I'm like, are we though? I'm like, in what universe are you guys doing the right thing? But that's that's what I love about this, is they're having to tell themselves, okay, all of these atrocities that we're committing, we're doing for the right reasons. I'm like, no. No. That's not how that works. So Kara wakes up and there's a hole in her glove and she sees Bellamy and Clark and she's like, you're going to die for this. And then, you know, the worms are in her stomach and she dies and it like bursts out. And isn't that ironic? Isn't it ironic? Isn't that ironic? It's like rain. But like, also, you didn't hit that note. <laughs> yeah, it's almost it's like, like I can't rain. sing. Um, okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh, but like, it's ironic because, you know, she's like, oh, let's put worms in living people. And I'm like, bro, don't do torturous things. Don't do human testing if that's not how you want to die personally. Exactly the same way. But also, you put worms in living people. They put her in her. She died immediately. Yeah, true. I guess I guess one is different than a whole bunch, yeah, though. Yeah, that's true. What happened there? Did they, like, knock her out and they put her in the suit? And they, like, made the hole in the glove. And they just, like, dumped out the worms. Shoved a bunch of worms <laughs> Just, like, dumped out the worms right beside it. And they're like, over there, pe- little buddies. You know what? That's probably exactly what yeah. they did. <laughs> Go ahead, guys. So Monty and Harper. Imagine, no, wait, wait. Imagine Clark and Bellamy like standing there, like having to watch and being like, are, are they going are in? Are they going like, in? Come, they're being like, come on, guys. <laughs> like, it's right there. And like, they go to like the foot and they're like, no, wrong direction. And, then, and they like start putting bets on like, which, which worm's going to get there first. Like the Marble Olympics. Yes. But like, also like, you know how you like try and get a dog to go somewhere? Like, I feel like they dump them out and they like yeah. snap. They, like, snap right beside her, her like, hand, and they're like, over here, over here. Hello? And Clark's like, that's not going to work. And Bellamy's like, well, what do you <laughs> yeah. have as an idea then? Um, so Monty and Harper have this scene where they're talking about how, like, you know, they used to be happy once and, like, oh, maybe they can be happy again. And Monty said that he doesn't want to take lives to save him, to save them, which has always been his thing. I'm yeah. so sad that this tiny cinnamon roll boy has been forced into this this show. Like, obviously, I love him, and I would never... I wouldn't trade him out of the show for the entire world. But, like, it just makes me sad that, like, you know, he he deserved to be on a, on a different show, you know? Yeah. But I the thing that I really like about this is, like, everyone always does call Monty a cinnamon roll, and Monty, you know, he had to make those decisions, but at the end of the day, he wants to be mm-hmm. a good person. He wants them all to yes. be good people. He hasn't... Even though he's sort of having an all is love awesome moment, he also hasn't lost his his vision uh-huh. of the future. I think that's so sweet. Hi, I love him. Also, wow. in season three, I had a sexual Monty question mark, question mark, question mark. And I stand mm-hmm. by him being on the spectrum. I Thank also you. stand by that. Um, 
<laughs> that's it so uh he's saying like will you still love me if i'm just a farmer what the heck mm. like what if harper really was like idiot? oh ooh, meh like like were you not just a farmer so, all those six years yeah like will you still love me if i'm a farmer well yeah i, I did for the whole You're, time that you were been a farmer this whole time <laughs> so she's like it's you so know special. what we'll just stay which, like, same. How was that not an option before? If they were like, we're yep. going to war, and I'm like, hey, let me know if you get the valley, and then I'll come. My thing is, what do you think that this whole scene is trying to say about Marper? Um, just that, like, it really seems like they've clearly stood the test of time, and mm -hmm. that, you know, they're just like a... I really like... At first, I was just like, I don't have any thoughts. Now I'm like, aha, here are my thoughts. Um... That's my whole thing is if I prompt you into something, I know your brain will come up with something. It's funny because I walk into podcasts and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I have that many thoughts. And then I always do. Um, yeah. So usually in television, it's like girl is sad, boy is like, it okay, console, console. But I like this moment where it's like Monty is like, they're equals. Monty is sad and Harper's still able to be like, mm -hmm. hello, I'm here for you. I'm able to be your rock in this moment. But I kind of hate that that's Harper's only role this season is to comfort Monty. Oh, fully. I, yeah. What what it says for for Harper, who's Harper? What it says for Marper, yeah. so good. Healthy functioning relationship. Yes. Yeah. And I was sure that Marper was going to break up in those six years. And when they didn't, I was like, show the work. Yeah. Where's the work? And they did. And here's the work. Thank you. Yep. Um, so then they start making out and the alarm goes, but they still just, just keep making out. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I kind of love that moment. They're just like, oh, screw all of you. Mm -hmm. Whatever. I don't care about your problems. What war? Yeah. We don't care about war. So Octavia comes in and she's pissed and it's just like, oh no, we were too late. Like I needed to kill the worms or else they would have like taken the entire bunker and then everyone would have died. And Octavia's like, Kate, good call. Yeah. And she's like, maybe we mm -hmm. shouldn't fight. And I love this moment where Octavia's like, hmm. Thank you for your opinion. It was bad. <laughs> um, and she's like, listen, we weren't even using the worms. We were using their eggs. So someone was making this look like an accident, huh? And I'm like, you know what? This is dope. I love... Like, this is what happens when y'all don't go for diplomacy. I loved this moment. And even in like the next... Uh, the next uh, scene after that where she's just like, all of the eggs were already in the bunker. So why was Cooper there? And I'm like, oh, she's a detective. Right? She really thought this through. Dude, like I said before, when I was talking about Dioza, like I love the way that Marie is like, like I don't like Octavia this season, but I am no. loving the way that Marie is portraying her. Oh yeah. It's with such conviction. And like, I love that when you look into Octavia's eyes, there is crazy in there. You, like, and the way she's delivering lines and everything, like there's a complete switch. Not all of the the characters on the show and this isn't like a call out or anything you can is like a very obvious change with yeah. octavia it's still octavia but there's like an actual like flip that happened yeah. like a real change that happened in that time jump and i think that that's a real testament to marie i think it was really well done yeah marie is playing it beautifully Especially, like, one of the lines that really stood out to me was near the end of the episode where she's, like, get to the point. Or, like, the part where she was, like, you have to say the words. And then she was, like, not those words. Like, she's a nuts. Yeah. She's fully unhinged. Oh, my God. It's, it's like, so good. <laughs> Marie is just, like, I love that she gets into a room and she just chews the scenery. Yeah. It's good stuff. She just, she fills every room. 
So Clark is talking to Bellamy saying, oh, like, you're a good brother. Like, it's it's really nice. And he's like, listen, if Octavia was literally anyone else, I would have killed her. <laughs> I would have done it myself. And she's like, well, maybe season three Bellamy, but not season five Bellamy. Clark's been watching. Yeah, she, she knows. knows. Um, and then he calls her a mama bear. I love it. Which is like the actual words. Thank you. And Octavia comes in to take Clark. So she's like, anyway, let's go, Clark. And then Bellamy's like, um, wait. And she's like, oh, Bellamy, are you also part of this or what? Like, I don't have enough people to throw you in the pit. So we're just going to have to fully kill Clark. And Bellamy's like, I disapprove. I'm not really down for this. Thank you for the offer, She's like, please help Maddie. Make sure you help Maddie. And he's like, I promise. And he's like, now I have two people to worry about. I love that. That he promised to save Maddie. Yeah, and that Bellamy keeps getting stuck with, like, yeah. people to take care of. It's like, crap, now I have this other child to take <laughs> care like, of. He's like, well, I had, like, a bunch up in space, but now I also have you, and now I also have Maddie, and now it's like, I had Octavia, but now I don't know. Exactly. <sighs> so, there's a bunch of them in the room, they're all eating rations, saying, what is it, Among Ganasan, right? Um, yeah. And they're doing, like, their weird chant thing. And they're like, yeah, Maddie will come with us, it'll be a whole thing. And Bellamy comes in. And he says so much for the hundred to Miller. And I'm like, oh, call him out. Honestly, call him out. Why is Miller doing more than Harper? Like if, yeah, what the, what is, what is going on? The Harper problem. I feel like I know six years later, Harper better than I know six years later, Miller. Like I know he's in, he's also nuts and he's like all up in Octavia's business. But like, other than that, like, how did this happen to him? Like, I want to know, I want, like, I'm attached to Miller. Miller's one of my faves, too. Yeah, like, what's going on with Miller? Like, when are we going to get an explanation for, like, what happened? Well, obviously, we will get the explanation in the dark years, so. We just have to be patient. Exactly. And, like, that's another thing is what I was saying about Kara is it's just, like, if she's just a hard ass the whole time, I just want to see a little bit of humanity from her. And then I'm like, okay, I get you. Like, I like you. And then she dies, of course. But... Yeah. With Miller, I'm just seeing hard-ass Miller, and all I see when whenever I need him to be soft is just with Jackson, and where's Jackson? That's that's a very fair criticism, actually, because you do need people to be have a little bit of softness, otherwise you're not going to really be committed to their exactly. storylines. And But I do like that Jared is playing Miller, and I, I love that they know that they can keep the camera on Jared, yes. because Jared will do so much with his facial expressions. Right. So, like, when Octavia's talking, you can kind of see Miller go through a lot of emotion. And, you know, he may look stony-faced, but he's also kind of, like, he's watching everyone. He's keeping track of things. You can see him disagree and have, like, a little bit of, like, oh, I don't know about this. Like, he's a little reticent here. Like, I really love what Jared does with Miller's facial expressions. Given that he's not given a lot of lines, he does a lot with, act like, his They body. also say that um, Jared kissed me on the cheek once. Thanks. He sure did, just completely unprompted too. Yeah, I didn't even. That ask was so for it. sweet. They were like just taking a little like video selfie, and then Jared was like, "Kiss on the cheek," and Robin was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I wasn't even in frame. I didn't know so what was sweet. happening." It's like one of my favorite things. You should put that on the Aficionados Twitter and be like, "Look at this cute human." <laughs> um, but I also love the moment where you were like, "I like that Jared's playing Miller," and I was like, "Me too." Who else will play him? <laughs> I said how. I know. I I misheard you. But I was just like, um, what, you thought they would recast Miller? But I also, I definitely agree with that sort of stuff. I think, like, we saw more Miller when Clark was like, hey, Miller, Octavia's making a dumb decision. And Miller was like, mm, true. 
yeah. let's talk to Clark about that. But I don't see that Miller anymore. So I'm like, where's that guy? I think we have to rely on Jared's face yeah. for those sort of things. Jared knows what's up. Jared knows. I think. I feel like Jared does. I feel like it's sort of the same thing with Paige where they, if you pay attention, Abby doesn't actually say a lot. Mm-hmm. We we have to go off of all of Paige's facial expressions to get the story. That's the thing is it's like, if even if you're not paying attention to Miller, Jared's paying attention to Miller. Jared exactly. knows how Miller thinks, how Miller's feeling. So that's all that really matters because we know that at least someone knows what's up with Miller. Yeah. So um, anyway, Bellamy's saying, hey, just so you know, you can't kill Clark. And Octavia's like, watch me why (laughs) why and so she says that bellamy loves clark which i don't disagree with at all okay so let's talk about this i'm very interested in this scene because do you want me do you want me to get through everything that happens or do you want to just talk about this clark thing no i just want to talk about this clark thing i am fascinated by this because to me before now i've been kind of on the fence on whether or not they're really setting up Uh bellark I feel like this is a direct declaration that, yes, we are headed in that direction. Yeah. What do you think? Honestly, I kind of like, hope did it you, is. Did you read it as something that was romantic? Um, I don't think I really... <laughs> I suck for questions like these because I didn't really read it either way. I just think it was kind of just like you, like who you love. And I was like, true. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I mean, he's been thinking about her for six years. He's been right. thinking like she saved our lives. Like she's she was my partner in crime. Like I'm sure he loves her. But right, I don't think course. Octavia was saying you're in love with her, especially after being like, you're with Echo, but you love Clark. Yeah, that's that's the thing where I think they purposefully left room for interpretation, uh-huh. even though you can see the obvious, like, implication there, which is, oh, romantic. Right, fellow. so Bellamy goes on this, like, face journey right after where he just kind of, like, has a yeah. thought. So, so is that face journey him being, like, thinking thinking that Octavia meant romantically and he's just like, oh my god, do I love Clark? I think they left it open for interpretation purposefully because I think the writers really go back and forth on whether or not they ever want to commit to romantic bell arc. So they'll kind of drop in things like that every once in a while and be like, oh, well, he could have meant that he loves her because they're friends. And here's my thing is it's like no shade to bell arc at all. If I ship anything, it's probably bell arc, to be honest. Um, Mm -hmm. But not all shows can continue, can like, I had a specific word. Sustain? Yes. Not all shows can sustain getting their slow burn together and continuing making it interesting. Does that make sense? Like, I have all the Mm -hmm. faith in the world in in this show. But, like, my main thing is it's, like, I know New Girl continued afterwards, but as soon as Nick and Jess got together on New Girl, I was, I stopped They blew it. As soon as... Like, I loved Mindy Project, but as soon as Danny and Mindy got together, I was like, oh, well, I was fine until until they broke Danny and Mindy up. And I was like, that was my OTP. And then I just stopped watching. No, that was the thing that I was worried about with this season mm. with Kane and Abby is like, OK, so they've gotten together. Where do they go now? Because a lot of shows totally blow it. I mean, all the shout outs in the world to Brooklyn Nine-Nine, who has, who has continued amazingly to sustain Peraltiago being together. Jake and Amy. Yeah. And they are incredible, still fantastic episodes. I hope, I wish every show was like that, but I don't know if it is. And I, I, you know, like I said, I have all the faith in the world in this show, but, you know, I just don't know. Because I think, and, you know, this is the thing that enrages people is I think that for a portion of viewers, certainly not a lot, and I think certainly not even the majority, Bellark is the big hook, like the will they, won't they, that keeps them coming back. Right, and so if they will do you care anymore exactly and so i mean for me of course that was 
that was Kane and Abby. Mm-hmm. Like, I, so like I'm invested in what they do after that, which I think they've actually done quite well is managing to keep the relationship interesting, despite the fact that, you know, they're already together. So I think they proved that they can do it. And that's another thing is it's just like, also, Kane and Abby are not the two main characters. So you still like watch the show for the other characters. But if your two main characters get together and so you're like, okay, I don't really care anymore, which I'm sure people do care. Like, obviously, we're not doing a freaking call out post to that sort of stuff. But but like once once it's like your two main characters, if everything revolves around that and you've kind of lost interest because it's not there aren't really any stakes like that anymore do you think that because the writers are aware of that sort of stigma that they will literally end the show with romantic bellark i think in an ideal world they would end the show with the potential for romantic bellark gotcha but so I I don't know 100% if they would ever commit to it. I don't know if I'd want to see them commit to it just because for me, like, I, I was a Klexa girl, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, for me, like, you know, Eliza said that Lexa was the love of Clark's life. Like, she said that, like, recently. Uh-huh. So for me, I, I think that that was the shit for me and my ideal ending is, you know, Clark taking the flame and seeing Lexa, mm-hmm. like, for the last time. Um. But if they were going to go in the Bellark direction, I think that you they they set the scene up to be like, you could interpret it that way, but if they wanted to take it back, you could interpret it as friends. Right. I think, like, m- the Clark relationship that I'm most engaged with is probably Clark and Maddie. Oh, yeah, same. Oh, yeah. After the whole Lexa thing, I was like, okay, I don't know if I ever really want to see Clark in a romantic relationship again. Mm. You know, they did the Finn thing, then they did the Clark thing. And now we have Maddie. And I think that's more rich storytelling ground for her. Mm-hmm. But and I don't know. We know that we have a like quite a few Bellark listeners. So if you guys want to come in and, and hit us up about that, we're totally down for listening to what you have to say. So our email is afficionadospodcast at gmail.com. Or if you listen to this podcast, you think we missed anything at all, go ahead and send us an email. Yeah, I want to hear different perspectives on for this. Sure. Like, I want to know, like, do you want it? Do you not want it? Do you think this is a clue? Or do you think it's sort of the writers committing but not committing? Like, I want to hear what everyone has to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bellamy and Octavia are talking about how they used to share their, like, Aurora and he used to share their rations with Octavia because obviously she didn't get her own rations. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yes, we can share, but you have to say the words. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, one of the cute things that he used to say and everything. And she's like, not those. And, like, it's like Bellamy had that moment where she was like, oh, where he was like, oh, my God. She's still in it's there. It's still her. Yep. It's still her. And then she was like, not those. And he was like, never mind. So something interesting that Sam pointed out, uh-huh. Sam Casey's on Twitter, yeah. um, is that they say that before they fight and before they eat. Oh. Ooh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Cannibalism. So what an interesting little tidbit. Listen, Marie said it was a thing. We're waiting for the dark year. I, I the, If the dark year is in cannibalism, I will. I call bull. Yeah. So he's like, okay, fine. So he says the thing and he eats his and then she eats hers. And he's like, hey, just so you know, I just want to tell you that I love you a lot. And that that should be like her first red flag, I think. Yeah. Where she's just like, mm, sounds like I'm dying. And he's like, listen, like we made a deal with Dioza for her surrender. And she's like, literally, that doesn't make any sense because you know I would never do that. And he's like, right. 
Right. Well, it's not really up to you anymore. So listen, you're going to go into a coma for like a week, and by then we'll be in the valley when you wake up. And I'm like, okay, but she's going to wake up, and then she's going to be mad in the valley. So Dios is like going to kill her while she's in her coma, I assume. Yeah, they didn't really think this through. Like, is Octavia just going to go along with it because they're in the valley? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Octavia has... She's gonna go nuts. Why does Bellamy keep assuming that Octavia's gonna be cool with things when he... She obviously isn't. Because he remembers the girl she used to be. Yeah. And that hurts. And then he says, my sister, my responsibility. Which I loved because... I think it was last season where he just kept saying it. We were like, we get it. Or like, they were like, from the ashes, we will rise. Over and over again, we were like, okay. But like, he hasn't said it at all yet this season. So it's like a really good time for that. And I do think like in this moment, he really does think it and he really does believe it. It has to be him. It yeah. can't be Clark who exactly. does that. Exactly. Oh, I love it. Because what he, a good has, moment. he maybe has the potential or he, at least he believes he has the potential for her to forgive him. Yep. But he doesn't. And think he she thinks he can ever. save her. Yeah. He, she would never forgive Clark. So um, should we do our segments? Yeah. All right. So my first segment is the post-apocalyptic Sasquatch, which is my favorite line award. So my favorite line award goes to McCreary and Murphy for... Looks like I should have killed you when I had the chance. Now I'm hard to kill. What an understatement. (laughs) And um, mine goes to uh, Marcus Kane for... I was going to do like sassy, but like, honestly, it's so soft. I love it. And my segment has changed from the Clark Griffin shower watch to the Octavia Blake shower watch. That girl still has not showered or brushed her hair. I'm hoping maybe while she's in a coma, someone will maybe brush it out a little bit. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Some like sponge baths. Someone do someone for the love of God. Help her. I feel like at this point, if you stuck a comb in Octavia's hair, the comb would break. Right. You know that scene in The Princess Diaries where they're giving Mia the makeover and he goes to brush her hair and the handle just kind of snaps? Uh-huh. That's what I picture in Octavia's hair. good. <laughs> and my next segment is called the Most Valuable Protagonist Awards. So this week's MVP is going to be Bellamy. Oh, that's a good choice. And my second segment is the Marcus Kane Beard Appreciation. Good, hopeful beard. Yeah. Yeah, good beard, good beard. So good. Also, I'm still in the minority. I don't hate his hair. Everyone hates his hair. I don't hate it. Uh, I don't have a problem with it. It's Desmond hair. It makes me happy. In fact, if it is Desmond hair, I like it even more. Exactly. Hmm. How many episodes since the last murder? Mm. Dang it. It has been zero days since our last nonsense. Still had some murder, alas. You know what, though? That one episode streak, I was really impressed at. Yeah, that was pretty cool. All right, and time for our trailer reactions. We are going to go in three, two, one, play. play. These may be her final hours. Wow, Octavia's bedroom is nice. You want to weaken the enemy? What's weaker than an enemy at war with itself? Oh, the McCreary Dio's thing is real. Tuesday, July 10th. Oh, there's Jackson! Jackson and Nyla! Wait, that's Jackson, right? In Octavia's room? Is that not uh, Jackson? Yes, that's Jackson. Yeah, it's Oh Jackson my gosh, the two we've been looking for! Also, Nitavia lives. Thank you. So, it's the internal war in the Shallow Valley is here. Right. Yes, this is a lot of fighting. And then, like, someone said Ashende Superius because the flame is, like, reaching out. And this there's is like, this is gonna be a an big angel episode. named John Murphy. Oh, what a great palette behind him. Post that on Instagram. 
I'm worried about this big fight. Like, where did Clark get this armor? Yeah, Clark looks friggin' dope. And Abby also is here. From the promo pictures, you can see, um, I think McCreary must find out that Abby has the cure. Oh, that makes sense. And um, that's probably what starts the whole fight. Yeah. Gotcha. Because it's 75% of the people, right? So, yep. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Uh, if you feel so inclined, leave us a review on iTunes. That'd be cool. <laughs> Thanks. We love those. Yeah. Uh, if you're a fan of Riverdale, we like to talk about that show too. We've talked about all of season one, all of season two, and we actually miss it a lot. And um, we're going to be talking about Sabrina on that feed as well, the new Sabrina show. So I'm so excited for Sabrina, dude. Me too. I love Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That was like ah! my favorite show. If you're a fan of Lost, which Robin is, yeah, um, I think you enjoy that show a little bit. It's my, pro- it's probably one of my favorite things, like just in the entire world, like my favorite pieces of art uh-huh. ever. Yeah, so you you enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. Um, we have a whole podcast about that. We did season one. Look out for season two soon. We have got outtakes. We've got all sorts of things. We have different guests on each episode. It's a good time. We have a lot of fun over there. And if you're thinking like, oh, I need another show to watch. That's your show. And if you're like, oh, I've been meaning to watch it. Here's your moment. Because a lot of people say like the reason why they don't watch Lost is because everyone says it's really confusing. And it's like, it's not as long as you pay attention to what's going on. It's not that confusing. And also you can listen to a podcast that will literally tell you exactly what's happening. So you, you have no danger of being confused. Plus, it's really not that confusing because unlike the 100, it actually doesn't move at breakneck speed. Yeah. It moves at a speed that's very accessible. Yes, exactly. And, you know, yeah. best characters ever. Thanks. Mm, she's right. Plus, if you enjoy Henry and Cusick, He's double there. dose. <laughs> Uh, you can follow at the aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, all over the place. Mostly Twitter. I have been posting like gifts on our Tumblr of every single favorite line of award we've ever done. So that's been fun. She puts a lot of work. Into I do. Those. Yeah. And our Patreon, as we talked about earlier, is patreon.com slash the aficionados. If you have a spare dollar to contribute to us continuing to run this thing, we would really appreciate it. Thanks. We work really hard. We do. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And I also run at the Hunter Script. Uh, we just started doing Nevermore. So yeah, check it out. Quote the Raven. Nevermore. And you can follow me on Twitter at, at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. I post a lot of pictures of my cat. <laughs> but he's really cute. It's true. Yeah. And our next episode is 509, which is called Six Semper Tyrannus, which is Latin for thus always to tyrants. And what... Ha- did you like look up like where it's been used before or something no, like that? But I'd love to know. Yeah. Like why did it come into existence? Okay. Is a Latin phrase meaning thus always to tyrants. The phrase is sometimes said to have originated with blah blah blah. Okay. During the assassination of Julius Caesar on the Ides okay. of March. Um So does it mean like taking out tyrants or that tyrants always win? Um since it was it was Brutus who said it and A2 Brute. A2 Brute. Since it was Brutus who said it during the assassination, I think it probably it probably means taking out tyrants. Okay. John Wilkes Booth wrote in his diary that he shouted six semper tyrannus after shooting Abraham Lincoln because what a loser because of the association with the assassination of Caesar. The phrase was also in the pro-Confederate Civil War song "Maryland, My Maryland," which is popular at the Ew. time with Southern sympathizers in Maryland, such as Booth. The song containing the phrase is now the official state song of Maryland. Wait, the official state song of Maryland has to do with, like, the Confederacy and people liking slavery? I guess so. 
Um, Jinkies. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> this dude was wearing a T-shirt with this phrase and a picture of Lincoln on it when he was arrested the day of the Oklahoma, Oklahoma City bombing. So, yikes. Okay. Okay, bye. Um... Oh, this next episode is gonna be good. Also, the use is in popular culture. English version of the phrase is alluded to in The Big Lebowski, in The House of Lies. It happens, Seinfeld, Venture Brothers, Punisher, Last Ship, Timeless. The phrase is shouted by John Wilkes Booth. And in yeah, The Hundred, the episode is titled that. It's already in there? That's what it says on the Wikipedia, yeah. Wow, that was fast. Yeah. All right. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye.